the school is out, which means it's time for High Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the High Kids show. This is High Kids, a show for kids by kids. My name is Ria Emmerman and I'm your host for today. Thank you for tuning into 101.9 High FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. And to start off, I will be speaking to Emily Jones. And she is a FTFA Trees and Carbon Program Manager. So keep listening and you could learn a thing or two. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. My name is Ria Emmerman and I'm 10 years old. You are still listening to Hi Kid 9 Hi Fit. I have Emily Jones with me in studio today. She is an FTFA Trees and Carbon Programs Manager. So send in your questions to 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1019. Good afternoon, Emily. Hi, thanks for having me in studio today. Pleasure. How are you? Good. And it's I'm really looking forward to talking to you and your listeners about trees and carbon footprints and everything to do with tree planting. Okay, let's start with the questions. What is the Planting Tree Project? So I come from an organization called FTFA, or Food and Trees for Africa, for, for long. Yeah. And um, we've been planting trees in South Africa since 1991. In 1991, there was a need recognized to plant trees, specifically in townships that tended to be have no trees in them, and we've been doing that ever since. So at the moment, we plant about 25,000 trees a year. That's a lot. Yes, at schools and at clinics and community centers and also at households throughout South Africa, focusing on where we need trees most. Um, so... I'm here today to speak to you because we've had a sponsor come on board um, who is donating 1,500 trees to Soweto. And wow, we'll be lovely. planting those trees in February. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to talking to you more about that. Why do we need to plant more trees? So, I think you and your listeners will have heard of climate change. And... Yeah. No, I just said yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, um, and also we'll have heard of the need to protect the environment, animals, and plants included. So trees play a very important role in this. They help us offset our carbon footprint. So when they photosynthesize, they clean our air. They convert dirty air that has carbon dioxide in it into oxygen that we can breathe, our clean air. So that's one really important way. Oh, reason that we should plant trees. What is FTFA? So yes, as I said, Food and Trees for Africa. We focus on tree planting, but also food gardening programs. So we run over hundreds of food gardening programs across the country where we teach people how to grow their own food naturally, and then we help people make businesses out of that. So it's two things, helping the environment... By giving by giving food to people, yeah, and telling them how to grow food naturally, and also by planting trees to help the world. Yes, absolutely. With global warming. Yeah, and we quickly realized when we started planting trees in 1991 that food security, having enough food, and the environment they're they're linked. 
So you can't have um, food security without having a healthy environment. You can't grow your food without having a healthy environment. And also... People in South Africa face a lot of different problems and they fa- they have a lot of different challenges that they need to solve. So we need to ensure that when we're training people to plant trees, they're also able to grow their own food. So fruit tree planting is a wonderful way to do that. What is Earth Day? So Earth Day happens in April and it is a day, it's the 22nd of April, where we celebrate the Earth and we try and do our bit for the environment. The theme for this year's Earth Day is climate action, so people can learn about what they can do to help um, address the issue of climate change. Oh, I like Earth Day. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it's a beautiful day to just think about and appreciate all we get from the Earth. Which we don't do very well. (laughs) And we don't do it very often either. Why did you decide to do this in Soweto? So there there are many reasons, and one of them I've already said is a lot of the time um, in townships there are fewer trees. So I I often will have this chat with my colleagues, the people I work with, and we'll talk about how in some parts of Joburg there are just thousands of trees, And in other parts of Joburg, there's one or two trees. And at Food and Trees, we want to ensure that all parts of Joburg are part of our giant man-made forest. And so that's why we wanted to plant trees in Soweto. So if we can't have a natural forest, we're making one. Yes, we're Mm -hmm. making a giant urban forest. So basically, Johannesburg is a city in a forest, most some places, but you're trying to make... Johannesburg, a city in a forest. Yes, that's a good way to summarize it. What kind of trees do you plant? So we plant indigenous shade trees and we also plant fruit trees. Um, And indigenous shade trees are just trees that grow in South Africa, have always grown in South Africa, natural to this environment. It also means that they're really hardy, so they can cope if there's a little bit of drought, they can cope with the soils, they can cope if there's frost in certain areas. So that's what we plant. What is a carbon footprint? So that's where we look at all the activities that we do in our lives. We drive to school, we eat food, we use paper. And in the process of driving to school, we burn petrol, and that petrol emits carbon dioxide. And what we can do is we can measure all the different values or areas in our life and the amount of carbon dioxide we emit and then we can that's our carbon footprint and what we can do with that information is then we can say okay well I am it or I'm responsible for this amount of carbon emissions so I can plant this many trees oh so you re- so you're trying to reduce the carbon footprint. Yes, so in Johannesburg. Yeah, and and even for individuals. So people can calculate their carbon footprint and then the first thing to do is look and see, okay, where can I reduce it? So maybe I can walk instead of drive. Maybe I can buy local food instead of food that's imported. Yeah, because and then, of because of ships. Yes, and, and the oil spills and also just the fuel. Yeah, absolutely. And then and then you can also say, well, this carbon emission is unavoidable so I'm going to plant some trees to offset it what if you're or drive, you're driving to school and you can't just plant trees in the middle of the road 
or on the side of the road? Yeah, so that's a great question. It's always really important when you are deciding to plant a tree to find a place that will have water and a caretaker and maybe even fencing to look after the tree. So you can decide, okay, I want to do it at home because then I can control that environment and I know that the tree will be looked after. Or I can do it at school because I know that um, the principal agrees and, you know, he's very keen on tree planting. Or I can decide maybe I want to donate it to an organization like, like Food and Trees yeah. for Africa. Um, and then that way we can take care of all of that. So all the schools we plant at, we first will chat to them and we'll say, okay, do you have tools? Do you have manpower? Do you have water access? Okay, now you're ready to accept trees from us. At my school, there's mm-hmm. a lot of trees and every day there's a gardener that comes and waters them. Yeah, so you, you're a perfect school to even plant more trees and it might yeah. be worth chatting to your teacher or your principal to say, can we plant more trees? Yeah. And I'm Jewish, and mm-hmm. there's a special day for Jews, I think, in the Jewish year. And it's called Tibishvat, which which celebrates specifically trees. Yes. Plants as well, but specifically trees. Yes. And sometimes we will help Jewish schools plant trees on that day. So this year I'm going to Yeshiva College, and I'm going to be talking a little bit um, about tree planting, and then we'll be planting some trees. It's beautiful when we have days where we can celebrate t- trees, whether it's Earth Day or or it's Tubishvat. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, as long, as, long as, as we have, have those days. To celebrate the earth. Mm. Do you plant plants other than trees? We do. So in our food gardens program, I've chatted about we plant veggies and herbs. And sometimes even in our tree programs, what we'll do is we'll plant something called a guild. So we'll plant our fruit tree and then we'll plant herbs around it that are beneficial to that fruit tree. Oh, so it's like benefits within benefits. Yes. Literally. Yes, (laughs) literally. (laughs) Then you've got fruit and herbs and carbon offset. What is your favorite tree? My favorite tree is the wild olive. So that's this African olive. And I like it because I just think it's really beautiful. It's a shade tree, and it can grow relatively big and have be, be quite shady to sit under. There aren't any thorns, and it's got the beautiful olive green color. I like climbing trees, so mm-hmm. I like specifically the trees that twist, which are most wild trees. Mm. And they also branch off into other places. So I like climbing high, and I like sitting in the tree and just... Mm. Feeling yeah. trees bark and the, just like climbing. It's like a jungle jump for me, but more natural. Yes. Where do you plant trees in Soweto? So we focus on schools, and um, this with this specific 1,500 trees that have been sponsored by Konica Minolta South Africa, we'll be planting trees at the gym that Nelson Mandela used to box at. Oh wow! Yeah, because. You know, Mandela was always a passionate um, supporter of all people of South Africa and um, also of tree planting. And so we just thought this was a beautiful way that we could plant trees in Soweto. 
We could talk to Mandela's legacy. We could talk to the importance of supporting projects like gyms um, in Soweto that are so supportive of youth. Um, yeah. In the area So we kind of We want to just highlight All the amazing work That's being done in Soweto Because there is there is amazing work That's being done And then add our bit Which is the tree aspect yeah. of it um, So we'll be planting there We'll also be planting At about 50 schools Across Soweto That wow. we've identified Need more trees Whether that's fruit or shade trees They get to choose Yeah I think planting trees at school at schools is good because then you're surrounded by trees yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah, and um, there are some studies that have come out that have shown actually you'll do better at school if you have a better environment around you, um, and and then there's also the benefits of having a tree to sit under at break. You know? Yeah, or, I have one at my school and I named it Mossy. And I, I named it, the reason I named it Mossy is because it has this beautiful moss. And if you look at the school field, mm-hmm. then you see, like, there's a school field and there's this one tree standing. It looks like it's come out of the fair, out of a fairy tale. Yeah. It looks like one of those twisty, windy ones. Yeah. With all the moss over it. It's, it looks like straight out of, a tree straight out of a fairy tale. It's so beautiful. And when we run tree plantings at our schools, we'll encourage the learners to name their trees. Yeah. So that they can start that relationship with trees. And we get such amazing names. Sometimes they'll name it after their friend. Yeah. And then sometimes they'll just come up with wonderful names for the trees. Yeah. Mm. Sometimes I name trees. If I spend a lot of time by a tree, I name it. Mm. And also, I decide what gender it is. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, for some reason I just feel the feeling. And also, I'm reading a book about auric fields, which says if you hug a tree, it strengthens your aura. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah, (laughs) and also if you, it's a lot about precious stones and trees and nature. Yeah. Okay. Because we just lie in the grass, apparently, just touching anything natural that grew out of the ground helps your auric field. And I don't know anything about that, but I do know that when I go and walk on the ground or I hug a tree, I feel better. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, Yeah, because the tree isn't judging you. (laughs) Yeah. And I just feel more connected to everything. Yeah. Who does the planting of trees? So we tend to partner with the schools and or homeowners. And one of the requirements is that they are able to plant most of the trees themselves. Oh, that's the, great. Yeah, this this is just also, it ensures that, you know, I don't know about you, but me, if someone plants a tree for me, I'm just going to say thank you, but I might forget it. But if I've dug that hole, right, and, and I, I, I really sweated to dig the hole, and then I put the tree in, I'm far more likely to go back. And water it. So, you know, that's one of the ways that we um, ensure that our trees survive is that we want people to really take care of them and have that relationship with the tree and be like, I was there on the day it was planted. Um, yeah, so. I, even better, I did the planting. Exactly, I did the planting. Um, and then our, we have facilitators across the country who go and train schools how to tra- plant trees properly. And then sometimes, like in Soweto, we'll have representatives from Konica Minato, South Africa to come and plant trees with us. So they're gonna help plant trees on the day. Um, if you, as you said, you remember a tree if you plant it, 
Mm-hmm. Um, just to see the tree growing that you have planted gives you a sense of pride. Absolutely. So because of all your hard work at digging and watering and putting the tree in, then you see it grow and you're like, I did this, I helped. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then you can see visibly, you can see, oh, this is my contribution to environmental protection yeah. and a better earth. I can see it growing in yeah. front of me. <laughs> mm. Why should other people plant trees? Yes, so so we've talked a lot about the benefits of trees the whole way through our interview now, um, that we should offset our carbon footprint by planting trees, that um, they help us feel better, they help us learn better, they give us fruit. And, yeah, I think all of those reasons, including they clean the air. There's some other reasons that may be... There's a lot of reasons that yeah, we should have trees. Yeah, like they provide uh, environments for animals. So whether that is butterflies or it's civets, um, they'll provide a habitat for biodiversity. They will even prevent flooding because their roots will help sink water yeah. into the ground. So, yeah, and, um, you know, trees are some of, uh, trees are really, really old, you know, yeah. as a species. So there's a lot, we're still learning about them. We're still learning about the benefits to us. Uh, as you said, trees are old. Like, imagine uh, I went on a walk once and I saw all these very, very old trees. And I said to my grandfather, Hey, Papa, imagine that tree's looking uh, looking down on a person who's 100. Hey, that person's 100. He's so young. Why does he have to die? Right? That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was a funny thought. It is a funny thought. Because trees get so old. They're like, hey, uh, hey, how come when humans are so young, they die? Yeah. Like, we think, how come when our, our pets die so young? But really... They're probably thinking we get so old, like we think trees get so old, but really we're getting, we're, but really we get young. Yeah, absolutely. How long have you been involved in this program? So I've been involved three and a half years. Um, but I did, when I was at university, I volunteered a little bit at Food and Trees for Africa. So that was like maybe. 10, 11 years ago. So I've always known the organization and always wanted to work there um, and in development, but I've been involved on the ground for three and a half years. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids, for kids, by kids. My name is Ria Maman and I'm your host for today. I have Emily Jones in studio with me. If you have any questions for her, I'm, and I'm sure she would be delighted to answer them, you can also SMS 34519 or Telegram to 061-895-1019. Now let's ask some more questions. How old is the oldest tree in the world, if you know? <laughs> so, I didn't know, so I looked it up. And it seems like some of the oldest trees in the world are pines in North and South America. Um, the oldest one being a, over 3,000 years old in South America and Chile. But what you might be quite interested... 3,000 years old. I know. It's this long. It's, it's so long. long. So long. Um, yeah. And what you might be wa- quite interested in knowing is that the second oldest living tree in the world is actually a sacred fig in Sri Lanka. Really? Yeah. 
I like wild figs. Yeah, and so that is over 2,500 years old. Almost the same. Yeah, yeah. But they're both very old. Very, very old. And that's why I think it's really important that we don't cut down trees because they have so much to teach us. You know, they live for so long. They're connected by their root system to the trees around them. So it's really important that we continue to study and learn from them instead of necessarily cutting them down. Yes, that's a great point. I like that point. Uh, Is the Bora beetle a real threat to our trees? Yes, it is, in short. Um, The Bora beetle is a non-indigenous beetle. It came from Asia and is now in trees throughout South Africa. But there's quite a lot of Bora beetle in Joburg. And what it does is it's this tiny beetle that you can't see with your eyes. And then it bores into the bark of the tree and it spreads a virus as it bores. And that's what kills the trees, is the virus. Only one. Does only one do it? Thousands and thousands and millions and millions. They breed very fast. So, Mm. yeah. They tend to attack trees that are not indigenous, and they tend to breed in trees that are not indigenous. So our indigenous trees are safe? (laughs) Not 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 all of them. They can be infected, but some of them, most of them don't spread the disease because the borer can't breed in them, in the trees. Uh. So there isn't really a solution as yet um, to the borer beetle. There are some that people are trying and Fabi um, is testing a whole lot of different solutions to it. Um, when I've been talking to arborists, the, the people in Joburg who look after trees and cut down trees and look after tree health, They've been saying that it's very, very important that you know the trees in your garden. You can see, are they infected? Are they not infected? If they are infected, call an arborist to help you. Um, to If they really are super infected and they're going to die and spread the disease, then to chop them down and dispose of the wood responsibly. But one of the other strategies that they said, until we have a solution, we just need to be planting lots and lots and lots more trees. And so that's where Food and Trees comes in, is that we are planting as many more trees as we can. We're trying to focus on trees that aren't known to be affected by the Bora beetle yet. Yeah, indigenous trees. Um, And, yeah, and hopefully soon we will have some cures for the Bora beetle. So if we plant lots of trees... Then those trees can replace the yeah. departed ones. Yeah, and also the important thing is to keep trees healthy. So that's w- another way that you can, um, arborists can help us is that they can come and look at our trees and say, oh, are these trees healthy or they're not healthy. And then when we do education, when we're planting our trees, we talk about how do you care for your tree so it's n- so that it's healthy. Not too much water, not too little water. N- nice compost, nice soil, that kind of thing. So treat trees with with what they deserve. Exactly. Because they deserve luxury. <laughs> yes, they do. What is your favorite place on earth? So my favorite place on earth is the Waterberg Mountains. And that is in Limpopo. And it's about maybe two and a half hours drive from Joburg. There's a beautiful river there called Stackstrom. And I often will go visit that part of South Africa. 
and swim in the river and walk through the bush and admire the trees. And there are also lots of wild figs there along the cliff faces. Yeah. Um, So that's my favorite place on earth. It's just a really beautiful place where we can remember our connection and our place in the earth. On the earth. Because yeah. sometimes we forget when we're in the cities and we're going to school and we are playing with our friends and maybe they're bullies in the class. We forget actually we one human on this giant earth that has all these beautiful environmental systems. We are a species. Yeah. And we're just one part. Where do the trees that you plant come from? So we work with local nurseries. And they will grow the trees for us, and they deliver the trees to the schools. So, and because they're indigenous trees, they will then grow the trees from either a cutting or a seed, and then deliver to the schools. Oh, okay. Mm. That's great. So there's people who donate the trees, as you said? Yes, so um, people will donate the trees. And then we will use those money donations, and then we'll buy trees from local nurseries. Oh, okay. Mm. So do you buy the ones that have the most photosynthesis? Um, so we, we buy the ones that are the hardiest, oh. so that are likely to grow. What? So it doesn't always hold, but um, if a tree is well-suited to an area and it's a fast-growing tree, there's likely to be more photosynthesis because, or there's likely to be more carbon sequestered, if that's a better way yeah. to put it, um, because it's growing so fast. It's growing faster than trees that maybe don't belong in that area. So that's, that's kind of the principle of it. Do you like watching trees grow? I mean, not like literally sitting there and watching, but coming back. Uh, see, seeing the tree that you saw earlier and then coming back a few months later and be like, wow, it's grown. Mm, I really, really do. And it tends to be yearly intervals, not necessarily yeah. month intervals, because even over a month, especially if it's in winter, you might not notice much growth happening at all. But what sometimes will happen is that um, each year when the trees are in fruit, some of the schools or the homes, the homeowners will send us pictures of the trees we planted. Oh, and you're like, oh, yeah. I planted that. Is yeah. That so then we'll get it three or four, five years later, we'll see what the trees look like. Uh, and it's really lovely to see that. So satisfying. Be like, I did this. I'm so happy. <laughs> yes, yes. And that's maybe like a fun long-term activity for your listeners to do Yeah, is to plant a tree in their garden um, or at their school with their teachers or their parents and then go back each year and measure how much has it grown, um, you know, and and maybe does it need a little bit less water or more water or compost. Um, Yeah, and it, it helps you just, yeah, take stock of what you've done in that year. Ah. Did you always want to do this as a career? Um, I always wanted to be in a career that um, benefited South Africans and benefited people in the world. So, And that's why I like working at Food and Trees for Africa because it's not just about the trees. It's about the people and the trees. And so I always wanted... Um, yeah, a career where people 
would be benefiting. So whether that's food gardens, because I did a little bit of food garden stuff before, um, you know, whether that's tree planting and ensuring everyone has fruit and shade trees in their homes. Yeah. And I think it's important that we listen to what, um, what brings us joy. Because yeah. that, that brings me a lot of joy is knowing that other people are benefiting and that we may be solving some of the challenges we're experiencing in this country and in the world. Wow. That's, that's actually, that's very nice what you guys, what you do, FTFA. That's a great thing what you guys do. Hmm. Do you, do you know what you want to do? Or I be? think I want to be an archaeologist and an author. Your, that would be very interesting. Because I want, I've always wanted to discover new things, mm. and I like writing about things, and I like using adjectives. And sometimes I just come up with conversations in my head, and I'm like, I'm going to use that one day, and then I do. <laughs> that's really cool. And those, all of that, everything that's talking to us, that's saying, oh, I want to do this, or maybe I'll use that one day, is will eventually be beneficial to the world, to South Africa and the world. So that will be wonderful. Thank you. Did you choose a different site to plant trees every year? Do you choose? Yeah. So, um, yeah, as I, as I mentioned, we, some, we will plant about 25,000 trees every year. And um, we'll look at where, where they're needed. And we will choose new schools that we've never planted at before. So a lot of the time schools apply to us and they say we really need trees. This is where we are. They fill in an application form. So we'll choose them. And then sometimes if they are growing trees really well, then we will go back the following year and the following year and the following year. And we'll give them some shade trees and some fruit trees. And maybe even when they're really looking after their trees, give them a food garden. Oh, okay. So then yeah. some schools get a food garden. Yeah. Okay, that's it. Thank you for answering the questions. And I w- uh, now it's time for Ria's big idea of the week. And th- and my big idea this week is what if mythical animals existed on different planets? What if someone saw these mythical animals and told others that they did not believe them, so it became a myth? These mythical animals could still be living among us hide and hiding in plain sight with their magical powers. In fact, any species on Earth could have started as aliens. Or other mythical animals that we have never heard of might be living among us too. That is all I have for you today. This has been Hi Kids, Four Kids, Five Kids. My name is Rhea Emmerman. And I've, and I'm 10 years old. Thank you to, em, to, to Emily Jones for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer Senna and DJ Flo for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye kids.